We want to thank everybody who continually tunes in to any of our episodes on Ladies Love Crypto. We have all of our episodes on SoundCloud now at Ladies Love Crypto Podcast. We also have our music mixes separate. So if you're really feeling the music that week and you want to get directly to the tunes, you can go to our SoundCloud app on your phone or on your laptop. This week, we have a very special guest, Father Dukes. She brought us a New York, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta mashup that is amazing and really high energy and something that we need right now. Uh, I think everyone's looking for their creative outlets and how to use this time and place in our world right now to speak with friends and family. So once again, we're going to try to get more content out. I know we took a little bit of a break. I had some computer issues, but we're past that. And Alicia's doing well. And we're going to try to do some remote uh, recordings and get you more information. So while you have some downtime, we can keep learning about this new technology and how it's going to affect us globally, right? Okay. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Love Crypto with your hosts, DJ Skis and Dr. Gabriel. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Ladies Love Crypto with your hosts, DJ Skis and Dr. Gabriel. Today's very amazing guest is Detroit's own Crypto Blood, CB, in the house. What's going on? Not much. We're really glad to have you here. Glad to be here. This is my first podcast, like, on site recording so this is uh, that's amazing because you normally use skype right i use uh zoom Zoom, Zoom. why don't we just get right into it tell our listeners uh your role in the blockchain cryptosphere how you even got started and then also we know you through your youtube channel right um and how that's going for you yeah so it was funny i started my channel by mistake my uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was perfect. And then you drop your Twitter handle right there. Right, right, right. So uh, I was, um, uh, one day uh, I was uh, going to my dad's house. Okay. Uh, this was 2017. Okay. I'm like, I was so excited because I finally convinced him to buy Bitcoin. I've been trying to get him to buy Bitcoin since 2014. So I that's how it, far back you go into I got it in 2013. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Who so put I, you up on Bitcoin that far back? Oh, um, myself. I was in the bed at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was. Uh, you, you guys ever heard of Zero Hedge? No. Okay, so it's, it's like a geeky economic type of blog, whatever, okay. right? So I'm reading it in the bed. And I come across this article, and it's, it's talking about this digital currency. And I'm like, I'm reading the article, I'm like, this is crazy, man. Like, I can't believe someone actually, they've done this. Mm. So okay. me, like, so my background is, I'm more technical, so I do computer science, web development, all that stuff. So I know how to program. I've been programming since a young age, like 14, 15 years old. Nice. Um, so I got into finance and my fascination with money and just how currency works and stuff around um, the crash, 2008. Okay. So after that, I really, it kind of opened my eyes. So 
I, those two aspects of my just, you know, liking It's a very things. natural way to fall into right. blockchain and cryptocurrency. So yeah. I, was, I was really surprised I'd never heard of it before then. Although that's the very beginning for most people. Or yeah. that's super early. That is the beginning. In the back you of your mind, you're, that, yeah, but in the back of your mind, you're wishing you got those penny, point, penny Bitcoins. At that point, <laughs> Bitcoin was at 78 bucks. Uh, Woo. Yeah. It sounds hindsight. That sounds really cheap. Right? right, but when it, it's at seventy eight bucks, when it was and at one dollar, right. I'm like, I missed the boat, <laughs> and know? nobody knows about and it, and no one knows about it even at that point. Yeah. Right. So um, that night, I went to CVS by my house and put five hundred dollars. I didn't know any; I, it was just like a Russian roulette type, type thing. I'm just throwing it out there. Wow! How does CVS wow. come into play? Yeah. Um, okay, so back then there were no exchanges. Right. So uh, I found Mount Gox was the only exchange, but they didn't accept, like I couldn't just create an account, sync my bank account and do all that. Um, I had to use a company, you ever heard of Charlie Shrimp? Mm -hmm. I used his company, Bit Mm -hmm. Bit Instant. So how you use that is you go to like a CVS or Walgreens and you do a money gram or a money, you pay a bill essentially, but you're paying a bill to Charlie Shrimp. And then he credits you maybe like 30, 40 minutes later on Mount Gox. And how ironic that the initial stages of cryptocurrency in that way are using all these antiquated things that cryptocurrency is trying to correct. Absolutely. That you had to go get a MoneyGram. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So I went, I did (laughs) did 500, (laughs) went home. Crossed my fingers, waited, waited, refresh, getting the refresh button. I'm like, damn, I, I think I got got. Right. Uh, finally, it credited to my Mount Gox account. I'm like, oh, man. So then I go buy Bitcoin. So now that I have Bitcoin, I move it to my own wallet on my phone. Back then, there were only like local Bitcoin wallet phone uh, wallets on the phones, on the mobile phones. Um, and then the following day, I went and bought another $400 worth. So just shy of $1,000 worth of Bitcoin at that point. Right. And it was on. That's a healthy day. investment that back is. then. It was. It <laughs> You're was. like, it I'll was. do it just it's fine. Worth it, now. it is. It's definitely <laughs> worth it now. But uh, so, yeah, that's how um, I caught the bug. Um, but it, it was, and I, and I always say this because I think people who got in that early understood what was going on wrong with the monetary system. Mm. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't for speculation to get rich or anything like that. We didn't know where this was going. We didn't know if it was going to work, fail, whatever. Right. It, it was super punk rock. It was kind of like, fuck the system. Yeah, like, fuck you know? the system. And, uh, and so I've seen it evolve from that, and I think it's a bad thing, but it's evolved from that libertarian movement to what we have today where we've got Wall Street coming in, the ETFs are getting ready to launch, um, KYC everywhere, you know. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I got into it. Yeah. Cool. I think that's amazing. I, I guess I didn't really know that you went that far back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, your, your educational background and everything right. else kind of fits into that. But um, So then how does that lead you? How long have you been doing your YouTube series? Oh, yeah, so back to that. I'm sorry. And, yeah, okay. Oh, good. Uh, got, I was excited about getting my dad involved, so I did a car video, like, yo, I'm going to, you know, finally my dad said he's ready to buy Bitcoin, and so I just, nice. I was just ecstatic, you know, ex- excited about that, and, um, 
did my video. Who saw it? Someone kind of big. Um, Cliff High. I don't know okay. if you know who Cliff High is. I've seen the name. He's a woo-woo, woo-woo type of real esoteric aliens and okay. all that stuff, right? Uh, Antarctica. That, I'll be honest. That you, you can fall deep into YouTube rabbit holes yes. sometimes. Yes, you can. Where I, like, at, at a certain point, sometimes I'll just back off and, yeah. you know, stick <laughs> no with doubt. the ones I know. No doubt. So he, he saw my one of my videos, and he's like, this guy gets it. And it just blew up overnight. Like, literally got 1,000, 1,500 uh, subscribers on YouTube within a week. And that was just a video of you and your dad driving around in the car to go take care of it? No, it was just me explaining explaining to the world, like, finally I'm getting my dad to, you know, buy some Bitcoin. And so I uploaded it on my, I created the Crypto Blood name in 2014, and I never did anything with it. Okay. So I'm like, well, where can I upload this video? I'm like, I already got a Gmail account, Crypto Blood at Gmail. Let me just do it under there. And so that's how that name. So it all just happened like by mistake, really. So you've had your YouTube channel since 2014. Yeah, but I didn't. I had my Gmail account since 2014. I didn't mm-hmm. really have any YouTube or anything. Yeah. So know? when did the the mass of your videos and all of that? When did that come into play? Because that's like. 2017. 2017. I did my first video was like in March or something like that, and then of course we had the wave and mania of crypto. Right. So it just kind of I rolled the wave oh, up yeah. with that, and it and it kind of grew from that. Sure. Yeah. So then, where do you see your role in the larger adoption of crypto? Like, do you feel that your video is? Are you trying to just report on the news? Are you trying to get more people? you know, kind of the newbies and the rookies involved in it, where... It, I need to do that, Yeah. the newbies and rookies, but I talk many times probably above where their level is. True. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's easy for me to create content where I am and just kind of capture the audience that, that's at that level or right, above. Right. Um, so that's, that's what we're here for. Yeah, <laughs> Most exactly. of our listeners are more of on the, like... And so everyone has yeah. their role whole adoption and education ecosystem of crypto so i would say i'm probably for more of an advanced per- person a little bit maybe i can which i think would be can, great for even our listeners that want to see an example of what the more advanced conversations happen with to send them obviously in the description we'll have your youtube channel right. but to send them to that where so my youtube daily channel uh, news videos are just kind of going over the latest news that I find that's important for the industry that you should know about. And I'll give you my, I call it my two Satoshis, Mm -hmm. which is like my two cents. I really like that. And I was also um, thinking about how we'll get to the fact that you hosted uh, Max Kaiser here to Detroit. Um, But he just kept repeating over and over how just collect sacks. Like just start, start, stack sacks. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that we've ever touched on what Satoshi means to our listeners. Okay. So yeah, if you want to hit on that, that. Yeah. yeah, hit on that real quick. Yeah, we'll so do that a Satoshi as well. is the smallest denomination of uh, a crypto. So it doesn't have to just be Bitcoin. It can be any crypto. Um, I, I can't remember exactly. It's a million Satoshis in, in one Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, so each coin can be different, though. It depends on how they set the protocol up at the beginning. But in Bitcoin, there's a million Satoshis. Yeah. 
So stack sets every stack, day. Stack, every single day. Every day. <laughs> so how do you think, Max touched on this quite a bit, and I saw it in, um, on your, you know, your interview with him on YouTube, but how do you think that that adoption can help the city of Detroit? Because you're born and raised here, right? Born and raised, seven so miles, you, seven mile, better mile. I'm on, okay. se I'm off seven miles as well. Not okay. born and raised, but okay. 10 years. Okay, yeah, I, I lived my there. first 14 years in the city. Okay. Um, so you've kind of seen really the rougher side of the city all okay. the way through to the financial crisis and how, you know, the I predatory was out of the city by I was out of the city by then, but I got family in the city. Right. You know, I, I, I still travel through the city a lot. So I think that, um, and that's the thing with me, I'm trying to figure, that, figure it out because I do want to capture, and that's why I'm really like hip-hop oriented with my content. Because oh, yeah. I could be suit and tie and, you know, and maybe get a whole different level of sponsors and viewers. I would get a whole different level, and right. I can do that. I really can. I have the, the acumen to do that. But I want to capture the younger audience and try to get them into... Snap. With it. Snap. With it. Yeah, yeah I want to get them kind of, um, you know, just get, it, get their attention. Like what Max is talking about, like the black community could have and still can really benefit. And not just black, but uh, underserved, lower, you know class individuals can, lower middle class individuals can really take advantage of cryptos. Because right. it's going to be a huge wealth transfer, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Back to, so I mean, I know we were talking about um, Max and, um, and Stacy as mm -hmm. well, so that was awesome mm -hmm. to kind of have both of them together um, because they, they were really funny in the way that they played uh you know, on the topics and conversations yep. and things like that. But um, I think one of the things that I, that, you know, maybe even some of our listeners would want to know, I mean, like you said, getting the young people to uh, take information or get information. But, I mean, is there anything else beyond that? Like, do you see, how do you see Detroit even as a, a more of a global player in blockchain and, and cryptos and all of that? Is there... Yeah, I think uh, there's probably a, a fit for blockchain and automotive and autonomy and autonomous uh, applications. Absolutely. You know, Dan Gilbert is really trying hard to push a lot of uh, autonomous industry here, right? right? So I right. think there's definitely some use cases for blockchain there. Is it uh, is it on the public blockchain? Probably not. They're probably going to be proprietary or private blockchains that'll be implemented okay okay but <clears throat> i still think that there's definitely a huge uh market for that here in the city so automotive and blockchain together yeah, could really fit and i and i want to just stress that i think um the kid i don't know what your audience age is uh, but many ages <laughs> okay. it kind of stretches a pretty big demographic but right. yeah. so yeah. If, if if you know you have someone who's either making a career change or they're getting ready to go into college or that um, I think getting into blockchain now uh, cryptography that's what crypto stands for yeah. cryptography that is a good industry to get into now you have to it's heavy math yeah okay so um, but I think that'll be a great start and it is the future crypto cryptography and AI so speaking on that, how did you even get into that? So I mean, 
I work with a lot of young people from a technical perspective, so my background is in chemistry. Nice. And, uh, you know, when you work with young people in the community and you show them, you know, a fun science experiment or something exploding, they get really excited, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, how do how would you suggest that young people get excited about this and, and kind of uh, exposed or, you know, or even if there are things that you would even suggest, I don't know, parents or uh, other community people would do to get them exposed to? <coughs> yeah, they definitely about. need to have a, a, um, a passion for computers mm -hmm. and, and programming. That's kind of a base level yeah. if you like. So I used to produce music. So I get okay. the same, yeah. I did get you produce your intro song? I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I get the same feeling from producing a track and seeing someone lay a vocal on it mm -hmm. that I do from creating a program. It's that same feeling. So if you have people, you know, if they're interested in that type of creativeness, yeah. you know, uh, they'll be probably good at programming. Okay. Yeah, and I think, so, Alicia works with Motor City uh, Steam. Mm -hmm. Motor City Steam and the lab door. Those are the... Okay. With the Steministas. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also done some volunteering and worked at the boxing gym and different things, and I feel like, like you said, if someone comes in and does a science experiment and the kids see, like, the final and the physical side, but Detroit needs some outreach with the blockchain and cryptography, mm -hmm. almost where... There's either programs in the schools as well, yeah. or yeah. after-school programs where we yeah, can get really the kids mm -hmm. stretched out to that. So I'm glad you really brought that up, that it's like, I always also, um, I work in rehabbing homes and, and kind of investing in that way in the city and in my neighborhood, and I'm always just beating my head against a wall at the lack of diversity in the um, contractor in different trades. There's so much money to be made in HVAC, in plumbing, especially right now with the medicinal marijuana fields opening up. I have um, different businesses I work for that are like, I, I could hire an HVAC guy for the next two years just to yeah. work on all these different warehouses we're building. Um, but there's not a lot of outreach to tell kids, like, these are six-figure-a-year jobs. Yeah. Easy, you yeah. know? So yeah. it's like in the same way that we need, I think, some tr you know some trade outreach, it would be great to also combine that or get that into more of the more of the school programs and I don't know any I'll be honest like uh, if any of our listeners know anybody that's working um I mean obviously uh, we've had both Ingrid and Nate on okay Nate yeah. Talbot and Ingrid LaFleur and we talk about how EOS has a community outreach portion of it um but it almost needs to be localized right yep. yeah. to the schools and in other ways as well and there are I'm, I, I am aware of one organization um that actually they were, uh, we were uh, my brother's keeper finalists and winners last year. So it's an organization called Journey, and I know that they work with young people to help them understand programming and, and things like that. But I don't know if they have gone into this deep dive, you know, rabbit hole that we call blockchain and crypto. You know, I, that I don't know. Yeah, so crypto needs it, and this is a, something that I think people still, the common person, don't understand. Crypto is really like two separate, there are two separate sides of crypto. Mm -hmm. You've got crypto as in cryptocurrencies that, that a lot of, most people know about, like your Bitcoins, your Litecoins, and all those. And then you have crypto assets or crypto, what you can call blockchain, right? Those are 
the more smart contracts and store of value. Sto- right. Yeah, and and uh, and doing computations on mm-hmm. the blockchains, creating decentralized apps. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. So there are two sides of this, and right now the cryptocurrency side is the more speculative mm-hmm. side, right. Right. and uh, that's where I think most people are. They have their attention. Right. Is that and and many people don't even know why they're over there. They're looking for just to get rich. But there is a systematic issue uh, with our monetary system. Right. And, and that's what the root right. cause of, or the root, um, what should I say, that's the root um, issue that Bitcoin solves. That's all right, right. right. I think, and you definitely do a great job on your channel of dissecting mm-hmm. how the even the economy to you know, what's going on in today, like you said, your daily news, and breaking down the things that are failing and how, you know, the different currencies and the store of values can right. help to solve that. Um, so maybe kind of, because that's another thing that Max brings up a lot too, is that he's, and it's unconfiscatable. Yeah. Unconfiscatable. He, he said it a lot at the, and he loves the fact that when you hold that, Currency, and this is also something that he he emphasized in the you know people of color and the black community is that nobody can come and take away your Bitcoin. Right, forfeiture is a big problem in the inner city. Right, um, I think that really came about uh, 9/11, Patriot Act, Patriot Act, and uh, so yeah, you can't really you know you hear people say or you know you hear, hear stories. I don't know if you have of. Um, drug dealers getting their Bitcoin seized or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not really seized unless they, f- f- however, they convince the, the individual to give up their private keys. Right. If they don't do that, then it, they can't seize it. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it, it definitely is. I was going to say, how is that even happening? Is somebody then getting access to a laptop or a phone and seeing that they have a wallet on it? Because couldn't you even just kind of play dumb? Like, I don't even know what Bitcoin know is. is. Well, they they have, of course, their advanced software to, to yeah. get into your hard drive and stuff. So they can see the wallet. They can see the software you use for your wallet. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I have to make very clear. Bitcoins aren't actually even stored on your device. Correct. That's a concept that maybe many people don't understand. It's not on even on your phone. It's not in Coinbase's wallet. It's not right. there. It's just that they have a, it's a global ledger. Right. Or you can think of it, I'm trying to dumb it down, like an Excel sheet mm-hmm. that yeah, everyone we that shares. Yeah. And, and you just have that role where your wallet is on this global Excel sheet. And your keys point and to that row. your keys point to that row. That's all it is. So the, the coins aren't actually anywhere on your machine or anywhere like that. It's just you're able to unlock them using your private key with your public key. So that's actually a really good segue into um, something else that, again, I know you have a lot of good knowledge on it, and please dumb it down for our listeners. Don't feel uh, like the most basic way you can explain it sure. is perfect for us. Sure. Um, so some people, we, we, we don't really ever give any specific investing or financial advice, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, but for those that are interested in maybe just, let's say somebody has never gotten, uh, never bought a Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Never even bought a couple Satoshis and they hear, see your channel, hear our podcast, and they would like to get into that. Can you give us um, 
maybe just your top three to four steps to really securely do that, kind of what you probably took your dad through. Mm -hmm. But now technology has changed so much since you probably had your dad buy Bitcoin. We're not going to uh, CVS and getting money grams, right, thank goodness. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, just how to properly, we haven't even really touched on like cold versus hot, you know, cold wallets versus sure. leaving something on an exchange or sure. what exchanges might be uh, easiest for for new, and I know you like I can already hear because we've never really sat down and gotten too sure. deep in Bitcoin, sure. and I can already know that, that you, you're not really issue. big into like keep like knowing the the deep know your customers and right, but those but, are going to be safer. Not safer. <laughs> it's just that it's going to be easier, and that's the right. problem currently with uh, this space, um, and why adoption didn't happen at the pace it should have in 2017 because we're still, we have that barrier of, to entry because regular people, my grandma, won't know how to store their own keys safely right. and do all of that. They're gonna have they to They can usually through, figure out Coinbase. They're gonna have to go through a right. Coinbase. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's gonna be the easiest way to get your feet wet is to go through a Coinbase. Cash app even now, you can just Cash app, yeah. you know, Robin. I don't know if Robinhood you can actually can take them buy, off. Yeah, that's what Nate was saying when um, at Max's talk as well. There was a gentleman with the ATM, like the yep. Bitcoin ATM. Yeah, I had him come up. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. That was awesome. That was cool. um, we both, yeah, we both bought a little bit just nice. to test it out. Yeah. Um, but I was able to because I just switched phones and had all this phone drama that I didn't have a wallet access like mm -hmm. really quickly. And I went, wait a minute, I have Cash App. And I went, and sure enough, you can put it in. And then yep. Nate was explaining to us that he didn't think Robinhood had that ability yet, where you could yeah, use. And there's a few they things. Do yet, but um, yeah, I would just say Coinbase is the safest, mm -hmm. uh, most um, dumbed down, easiest way to get your feet wet. Right. And then you can grow and learn from there. We got the internet; you can learn everything <laughs> you need to learn. We talk about that as well. We're like, we can reinvent the wheel, or you could just go to a certain. Yep. Is there um is there a YouTube channel or even on yours that goes back and explains just general? Not my. Not I yours, know. yeah. I was gonna say, cause even if, even if listeners listen to your uh, daily uh, YouTube videos, I mean, I feel like there's so much. I mean, you pick like top current events. Yeah. And they and you go through and you say, hey, this is what's going on, and this yeah. is what's happening. I mean. You can at least get a, a clear... Yeah, and sometimes it's good to dive off the deep end. Yeah. Because yeah, it's going to force you... To, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to force you to then go maybe look up some terms that you use or right. see what that event was about, find an article that maybe goes into more depth. But um, I, I just I want to stress again, I don't think I fully stressed it, about the purpose of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and why people listening really need to... They need to pay attention to this because... Our current monetary system is stealing wealth from us on a daily basis through inflation. Okay. Talk about it. Yeah, so inflation, meaning as a kid, many of you know, you may have been able to buy a Snickers bar for 25 cents, but now they're $1.25, right? Yeah. It's not that the cost uh, to, to make that, uh, well, it did go up, but it, it's taking more dollars to buy that same Snicker bar. Right. right, so it, you're gonna need more coins to buy that same Snicker bar that you bought 20 years ago for 25 cents. But then, are the people making it making that much more money in comparison to that they, inflation? They are, they are, it, it, but it, it's it's it, it's it kind of goes up with it, right? So right. there, it's not like they're making the difference, but it's 
um, is robbing the end user though, right? Yeah. So saving money no longer builds you wealth in this country, right. around the world actually, because Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world. Right, your ten thousand now are not going to be. They're going anything. Maybe now. five years will be worth six thousand, right. seven thousand in purchasing power. Right, right. Right, because of inflation now. That's called, uh, it's, it's, and you guys, if you're really into learning more about how our monetary system works, I would say read a book called Collusions mm -hmm. by Nami Prince. Okay. I think it's N-O-M-I Prince, P-R-I-N-N-S, I believe. You'll find cool. it. But she talks about this. It's called the Mandrick Mechanism. Okay. And that's the, the act of printing, well, Federal Reserve, they print money and they lend it to the banks, and then the banks lend it to you, and then that's how and money... They pay interest on and it. And the interest is else. what creates more money. So we, we live in a debt-based system. Right. Right. Bitcoin, on the other hand, is what's called deflationary currency. So it's the opposite. It will retain value over time because there are limited supply of coins right. versus fiat, there's unlimited. So that's why it's important for people to really take a look at these cryptocurrencies because they're deflationary and they will protect you in the future as your dollar purchasing power dwindles every day because right. of inflation. And it's a it's a the Mandrake me mechanism is a is a well is a, a way of stealing our wealth right. in a stealth manner, very slow. You know how you the experiment. You you're a scientist. Yeah, yeah. You put the uh, what is it? The one re reamp one reactant. And yeah. You put another reactant. And yep. The, the catalyst takes a minute to work, but eventually it all explodes. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's really the core of it. People, I think, look at it for to get rich, but really look at it to protect what you do have. Protect your assets. Yeah, pr right. to protect whatever wealth you do have, and you'll actually gain more wealth. Right. So it's a digital a digital form of gold right. is what it is. And I know some people even talk about precious metals yes. um, on, your, on your site and yeah. on your YouTube channel. Can you kind of provide us some, uh, and our listeners, some information about, you know, what's the difference between, you know, why should I buy Bitcoin versus precious metals when I can just buy some gold? Right, so it's a big difference, and Bitcoin is a much better uh, avenue or venue for you to uh, store your wealth uh, simply because we're in a digital age, and I can't take a million dollars worth of gold anywhere. And store it in your house. If, I, if I'm trying to go... Your wallet. Right, right. If I'm Where going go? to, the, uh, to the airport... You can pack up and move to an island. It's not coming with you. It ain't coming with you. You can't even take $10,000 no, without reporting it prior to and they can confiscate it yeah it's, it's crazy the system we, we live in and the, and the law is in place yeah, it's in place it's like it's my money i should be able to take it well, wherever i want supposed to fill out an xyz yeah. form declare what this is and where and why and all that right. now so they start Bitcoin, assuming everything bad over ten thousand, which yeah. is like who even determined that money was i don't know like, so so with bitcoin though i i can have a hundred thousand in yeah. my pocket a million in my pocket. Go you, live it up. You would you wouldn't know. Right. Right? I can go even a step further. I can have no wallet, no phone in my pocket and cross a border. I can have a brain wallet. I can memorize my secret key. Mm -hmm. Or you can do it through actually um, memorizing a phrase that will unlock 
your secret key. Like your cult. The, we were talking okay, earlier about... Phrase. It's a phrase. Right, and those are usually attached... I mean, they're sometimes attached to... Um, uh, why It's like a hot wallet would be online, right? Mm-hmm. But then your cold wallet, which you would keep on you, but it could also be in a safe somewhere. Yes. That's what your phrase and your keys have access to as well, right? Or can get access to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then nobody can, like, even... Yeah, and if you don't... I also... Um, even though, let's say I maybe have, you know, a couple hundred invested. Mm-hmm. When I first started getting into it, too, and everyone's like, make sure somebody always has, like, a copy of your keys in the same way mm-hmm. Living Will is really smart yeah. once you get assets. It was like, I made this whole kind of little packet, yeah. gave it to my sister. It's, like, written on it yeah. what it is, because who knows if it's worth a million down the road sure. or not, right? And she would have no idea what to do with it, but as long as she could, like, right. pass it on to somebody, right. because that is, like you said, it's a brain wallet where nobody else should have mm-hmm. access to it and um, unconfiscatable. Yep. But I also, what you said uh, rang very true, where uh, when you go to buy, I have a friend who worked for Apple and some other kind of software companies where she would always say, don't ever buy old technology, if you're going to get something new, don't buy the 2017 or the 2018 because that stuff can already be so gone. Mm-hmm. And in the past, where buying gold feels like that to me. Like, we're in a digital age. Why would we still be, like, mining for a, uh, for a resource that... Right. So, I mean, there is a need for gold, and it's more industrial, right? Mm-hmm. I can't make a, a, a Bitcoin ring out of Bitcoin. <laughs> I can only do it out of gold, right? right. Or... You know, like dentist offices, they still use gold a lot and Mm -hmm. other precious metals. So there's a need for it from an industrial standpoint. But in an everyday store store value, Bitcoin is by far a better means of storing your wealth because I can send you a penny's worth of Bitcoin. I can send you a whole Bitcoin. I can't send you a penny's worth of Right. I'm going to shave it off and weigh it. And, right. And then, you know, no, it's not going to work. So, right. and then right. plus, I can't, if I'm overseas and I want to purchase something from you over here. And your gold sitting at home. And gold all the way. No, these are really basic ways of explaining it where people can people, vision yeah, it. You know, you can. To, exactly. Or you exactly. can understand it. And the in the last episode I watched too, you tapped on the uh, negative interest rate that we got oh, going yeah. on right now with the bonds. Because I oh, I'm man. feeling that the financial side of things, you're you're explaining it very well, which is great. Oh, man. So tap on that's that. That's even. I mean, that's going <laughs> scarier. Yeah, that's that lets you know where we are in our system, and it should it it, it should concern everyone because not only do we have um, we I can't make money from my money being in a a bank, right? Because interest rates mean, okay, if I have a money market account that pays me 3.5% a year, which is still crazy low, and they're not even that high now, but I'm just saying, if if you did have that, at least you would earn something to keep up with the pace of inflation, right? Right. Correct. With this negative interest rate, or they call it NERP for uh, short, it's actually going to take money. It's going to penalize you for having cash. <laughs> so in your bank account, every year you lose one percent. Yeah, that's what negative interest rates are. Unbelievable. So they're charging you to keep your money. They're charging right? you to keep your money. Right. So that's where we're going. It's already happening in Europe, and it, and it's coming here. 
Yeah, it's and maybe, here. maybe even um, if you could touch a little bit on that about, um, you know, how these negative interest rates, because that was something that Max touched on a little bit yep. um, during the talk, um, these negative interest rates, particularly in Germany yeah. um, and Deutsche Bank, yep. um, how is that really, how is that impacting our, our currency? How is that really impacting us? Uh, it hasn't yet. It's actually made our currency stronger. Okay. Um, but stronger doesn't mean it, uh, we're kind of getting a little complicated here. But That's fine. it's making our currency stronger at the moment, uh, which is actually um, okay for us um, because we can pay our meaning we like debtors can pay their money their debt back mm -hmm. with a stronger dollar. So it takes less dollars to pay your debt back. Right. But uh, it's uh, it's it's a it's a problem around the world for other currencies like the euro. Yeah. We've got Brexit going on. That's a hot mess. So everything is literally <laughs> melting. Everything is a hot mess. It's, it's melting. It's melting yeah. before our eyes. So, again... Uh, and that's the... I mean, you hear everyone talking about the bubble. Like, it's, it's yeah. on its way. Yeah, yeah. And this is the only... I heard a fact you mentioned as well. It's, like, the first time in the history of money, as long as it's been... Anyone's kept track of it, that we've had both negative... Or, Negative interest and something else about the bond rate. Oh, bonds are at, bonds are at its highest uh, price in three thousand years. <laughs> so bonds work this way. So the price of a bond, if it goes higher, the interest rate is it's the opposite. They work in opposite ways. Mm -hmm. So if the interest on a bond is low, that means the price of the bond is high, right. and vice versa. So if interest on a bond is high, that means the price of that bond is going lower. Right. So we're at a three thousand year uh, peak in bond prices right now. Crazy, three thousand years, man. Yeah. And what's the um, what's the reasoning for that, or where's the historical? Co collapse. We're collapse. It's just a just collapse, collapse. Yeah. Of, of of the current monetary system. So right. this Bitcoin, crypto fits. <laughs> like it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and it's a small, very very small um, market. Uh, crypto is all together. I think around three, maybe not even three hundred billion. Right yeah. now, it hasn't even time gotten near like half a trillion. Right. It is right. high. It did eight eight hundred and ninety. Oh, it, oh, uh, during the two thousand eighteen, like December January. Yep. It got to just shy of a trillion. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. to put that into context, uh, the forex market, which I used to trade, mm -hmm. turns over like six or seven trillion a day. A day. Yes. And that's stocks and bonds. Just no, just forex. Uh, like oh, money, yeah, like uh, yeah. euro, oh, oh, oh. Japan, and I'm not the, the dollar. most well versed in the finance no, department, but no, also so for for listeners money. that aren't either. Yeah. So the different currencies just that we globally yeah. turn over like five to seven trillion a day. That's wild. So this market is so small, and once things our start, national debt is in the hundreds of trillions, right? Yeah, quadrillions. Right. Quadrillions, if you include yeah. uh, what they call what they call un something unliable I don't know what it's called but yeah it's it's big by order and of then magnitude. the yeah. amount the percentage of our population or the world's population that even owns a cryptocurrency in any aspect is less super, than one percent less than one percent yeah. that's unbelievable but I mean it is it's believable. yeah because people don't understand money right so right. we teach them about what money is or isn't because we, we have a false understanding of what right. money is we teach them what it I mean, we is. We don't even teach like basic accounting and financial, just you know, financial 
understand it in right. in high school in anywhere. Right, right. Well, that's even. I mean, that's a different side of money. I'm I'm talking about like how money is created. Right. Um, interest rates, how it's all that. Is I don't like know, but don't you? Th- I mean, I think you it. could also like teach that in a high school age. I don't think that's that. You could. Right. You absolutely should. Yeah. Like in government, don't, why don't, don't we don't learn that in do, government? They don't even do the basic stuff like you were saying. Right. Uh, you know. Financial literacy, books. that was the yeah, word I was looking for. Yeah, they don't even teach financial literacy, right. which is different than understanding how monetary policy World works. That's right. two, two separate things. Right. right. Yeah, and I've heard that, you know, some schools, some school districts are even implementing in their curricula that they're going to you know, teach financial literacy. Um, and, and, but it's like, it's almost like, um, I almost look at it like home ec. Right. You know, like, there are people who don't know how to sew a button or, um, you know, cook a cook rice on the stove. I, I mean, just kind of yeah. old school things here. But at the same time, like, those are all basic things that in order for you to um, kind of really be successful and manage your money correctly uh, throughout your life. Obviously, you gotta, you gotta learn that. Right, and even just, I mean, I'm 40 and I'm just now figuring out how to refinance a house and use leverage and use other people's money in order to invest and all those yeah. the sorts of things. And that's stuff that could definitely be taught at a much, much oh, yeah. younger age. Oh, yeah. um, do you wanna? Uh, Tap in on your hash graph yes. question. Hash graph. So, <laughs> I, so I'm going to be 100% honest on this. I was not aware of hash graph when you said it. And you were like, this is going to be transformative. And I started watching these videos and I watched, I went to their YouTube channel. Um, it's deep. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, it's deep. First of all, uh, can you explain what hash graph is? So it's it's a different way. So Bitcoin uses what's called proof of uh, work, consensus algorithm to determine if a transaction is real or not, if it's fake, if it's you know. So you have all these. And that stops the double spending. Right. Exactly. So you have all these miners, basically just um, trying to crack a random number. And, and, and they do that, the difficulty rate of it is, it's just done so that you're doing a, wasting a lot of energy right. to, to figure out this random number, essentially. Yeah. Um, but Hashgraph does it in a, in a way different way where you don't even, like each miner doesn't even have to know about each other. It's something crazy weird. And then like... They call you, it like voting. Um, yeah. Voting Right, it's a voting like algorithm. A consensus, yeah. Yeah, where each person, but it doesn't. The the information doesn't have to travel to all the nodes for it to be known who guessed the number out. Okay. So it, it's a very like next generation type level of consensus that's, that makes it much more efficient. Because to be honest with you, Bitcoin scaling to be used as a global system is not going to work. Um, could it still be a global means of um, storing wealth? Yeah, but not a payment system. So this hash graph could possibly be something where you know you can use that for a global payment system. Right, like the transactions are going to take place a lot faster. Right, so they're talking, uh, I think, 10,000 transactions per second mm-hmm. versus Bitcoin, three. Yeah. Right. So. That's 
But EOS is uh, is up there as far as what their uh, delegated proof of stake, their consensus algorithm. Uh, that's one of my favorite projects, EOS. Yeah. So they're doing like seven thousand, five to seven thousand transactions a second. So yeah. you are, and you work in conjunction. You do some events with EOS as well, right? EOS that was Detroit? the first one. The one oh, with Max Kaiser mm -hmm. was the first oh, okay. one that I did with them. So then with, with the hash graph, are there, is it certain coins, utility coins or store coins that are using it right now, or is it just kind of in it's the its own proprietary, It's its own gotcha. blockchain. So okay. they'll, there will probably be coins and stuff on top of it. It's, in it's the same point. way Ethereum and Litecoin have right, their own. Or, right, right, right. Yeah. But the only issue I have with hash graph is that there are only 39 uh, governing bodies yeah. and they pick them and they're like corporations and stuff you got like IBM mm. and Boeing, Boeing and Merrill that. and some yeah so yeah. that's the only thing I don't but it's a little it's a I little too like centralized it, for just you because I don't like it doesn't mean it won't be successful right that's the thing so I think it will have some success in the future and I also kind of feel like for mass adoption there's gonna be some people that just want the corporation backed coin or backed asset it because it just feels comfortable to them. Absolutely. And they're just so the sheeple are gonna just follow whatever they're told. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. And well and not now knowing that you go all the way back to two thousand fourteen is like yeah. I you're clearly on the punk rock, like mm -hmm. darker side yeah. of wanting mm -hmm. no KYC and yep. wanting to be completely decentralized. Absolutely. So you're not sitting on a bunch of XRP right now, right? No, not, not, <laughs> I literally never bought one, never traded one, <laughs> nothing. That just, And again, I, I told you, like, just because I don't believe in something doesn't sure. mean it, it, it won't be successful. Right. I don't believe in XRP, and I still don't think it's going to be successful. Yeah, right. yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to integrate and be a, a means of um, banking channels, of, you know, being able to settle. Right. Just, the banks are just creating their own system. Right. Uh, we've got Fed now is, is a new Federal Reserve system that's rolling out. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, it's going to pretty much make XRP irrelevant. Lovely, yeah. So. I thought it was interesting when in uh, December, January of 2017, 18, when, you know, Bitcoin hit its peak and... The people that were telling you to buy XRP were like random, not. That's how you know it's a broad, that's right. It was not technical. They weren't mm -hmm. computer, software, finance people. They were more like, may, I don't want to say quite influencers, but kind of more of a social influencer sure. kind of person. And they'd be popping up on Instagram stories like, yo, XRP is going to be the best, biggest thing. And you're kind of <laughs> like, wow, that's interesting. I've never heard you talk about cryptocurrency in my whole life. And the first one you talked about was XRP. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was just so kind of interesting. A, yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of people got into that. Like, um, for whatever odd reason, you know, that, that was uh, very popular. But I, I stuck to, you know, my core values and always told my users not to yeah. buy. And not because it wouldn't make. I'm like, hey, you may make a little money. Right. But long term, it's not going to work. Right. Are there any other new newer projects that you're really interested in, or the, or is it Hashgraph uh, kind of? Well, I mean, like I've been, ha I've been, ha I've had my eye on Hashgraph for about a year and a half, mm -hmm. for now. So, um, I keep my eye on that. Uh, EOS is my number one. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about the the rates of transaction as well. Yeah, that's um, very very fast. Um, 
the thing about EOS is that its transactions are feeless. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're going to see any type of decentralized um, smart contract platform scale, it's got to be where the end user, uh, the transactions for the end user are free. Yeah, that makes Unlike sense. Unlike Ethereum. No one's going to... The gas. Gas. And, yeah. and not, they're, they're not, they, not going to scale. Yeah. Okay, so it has to be where the transactions are feeless. And that's one of them. There are a couple out there, but that's my favorite one. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like outside of, um, I mean, I just find it very interesting that, you know, you've got aerospace, you've got IBM, you've got all these people into Hashgraph. Um, I mean, it seems like it's going to be very industry-based. Mm -hmm. um, but from your perspective, um, you do you see people more so investing in these industries or actually them or people, you know, asking to use their patented technology to build on these coins? Because I feel like that's going to so be So the, the actual uh, hash graph architecture is open source. Right. But they run the nodes. Right. They're 39 people or corporations that will run the network. So the, the software is open source, so you'll be able to develop on it and create whatever you want, but it won't be um, a publicly owned or run decentralized platform or network. And the 39 are openly known, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't picked all 39 yet, I don't think. I'll be honest, I there. like when you brought it up to me, I hadn't really dove into yeah, it very Yeah, check deep. it out. Uh, Mike Maloney does a great video on it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I watched cool. someone else's video, but I definitely, yeah. It's Mike breaks it down in a very easy way. It goes understand. through the whole white paper yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty, nice. it's pretty cool tech, new tech stuff that yeah. I didn't even know about. So, yeah. Awesome. So I wanted to find this quote. That's why I'm on my phone being rude here, people. Oh. You can't see it because they're not <laughs> doing a YouTube stream of this right now. That's but. Next time we have you on, you're going to set that up for us. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, this this quote and this kind of um, resonates because it's Detroit. Henry Ford said this when he was alive. He said, "If it is well enough that people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system, for if they did, I believe there would be a revolution by tomorrow morning." With his problematic ass coming right. through with an actually like correct. But that was no, that's then. clearly it's been that way and always. So, Huh. Yeah, it's, Wait, it's big. It, is there a year on that quote? Like, I don't know. I mean, he died. He's I mean, died, he died like three thousand years ago, so <laughs> had to be had to be a long time ago. I mean, he the, the rich 19, have always yeah. been the he rich. He died in nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. yeah. So it had to be sometime before nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah it's deep. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, and he was like. I mean, he was also a proponent of basically indentured servitude, like, yeah. created just a whole other form of slavery. Capitalism. Okay. Yep, we could dig way deeper than that yeah. into that as well, but, um, so where else can our listeners find you and hear more from you? What you got uh, going on? Uh, I can be found on YouTube, Crypto Blood, pretty, uh, easy to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Twitter, Crypto Blood underscore, and on Instagram, I think Crypto Blood. You cool. can find me there. Cool. Do you have any uh, big events coming up or anything? Not right now, no. Um, I've got, and I'll let you guys, this audience, be the first to know I have MIMS 
coming on my channel. Nice. Uh, this is why I'm hot. That okay, that guy. Yeah, I was him? like, yeah. Yep. That was so like... I've been talking to him. He's gonna come on. He's really big in uh, VC world now. Really. Angel investing in tech and stuff. So there are like a handful of um, of hip hop artists or just pop artists, Billy rap artists. Yeah, who Nas. went and invested a lot. Yep. in like smaller little companies and just kept going. So it's going to be an interesting. Um, we brought up Nipsey Hussle too, obviously. Man, he would, I know. Nip. Yeah, so he was into that too. Um, and having a school where the kids were learning it and getting it. I mean, he 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 made comments about financial. We we quoted him at once yeah. uh, right after he passed, but um, back in like 2015 and 16, he mm -hmm. was on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy was prolific for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, the conversation I'm going to have with him is going to be good because he's. Dibbled and dabbled in crypto. He's in the whole tech startup. That's where I come from. That me and mm -hmm. my partner, we started two tech startups here in the okay. city in the past. So I I know like the side of trying to raise funds, and so I'm gonna be able to talk to him, and it's just gonna be cool. So I'm excited about that. That's next week. That's awesome. But as far as events, not yet. Uh, I'm really actually, I'm not a real public like person like that you like I'm, to be behind the camera yeah i'm okay. a really not that type of type of guy but this has kind of forced me to do this so yeah no i think and it, i think it's amazing it's amazing that you've also focused on talking to your demographic as yeah. well instead of yes you could i mean i don't want to say yeah voice. you could totally yeah, like, pander to yeah the <laughs> yeah, because and that's why we I do what we do because it. well and crypto is very white and male yeah. It is. Period. It is. It, it frustrates me. Period. Like, I, I, I see these. And this, that's why I really don't go to a lot of conferences except the ones I get invited to because they don't invite. I, and I've only been invited to like one or two. Wow. Are you Yeah. Serious? They don't. In, you look at the panel, it's all white, males, yeah. uh, very few females, no blacks, mm -hmm. no, you know, Mexican. You know, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. So that needs to change. I don't know if it will. Because me again, the tech startup world, that I saw that. It was already there. super white and it male was, as it well. It was like that yeah. there. So yeah. crypto is like a super niche of tech. So I can't, you know, expect it to be any better. But it, I hope, hope, I hope it changes. Yeah, and I think I mean this the kind of outreach you're doing. You're tapping an audience on YouTube where a lot of kids mm -hmm. don't even watch TV or have cable anymore. Right. They just they get all their information and all their all the shows they watch is on YouTube. Right. So if right. you know someone randomly falls upon yours and says, "Hey, I see a guy that looks like me." Representation right. is important. It is. Yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times you read a quote that somebody says at a conference where it's just so like white privilege male, and then they turn around and go, "Oh, but the security or technology and and software and computer engineering, you don't, you know, it it can be colorless." And, okay. and genderless and all these other things because you're just behind a computer screen or however, however like, because I've gotten into those fights on, on crypto Twitter and not fights, but you know what I'm saying, yeah. like back and forth debates where you're just like, no, that's exactly why you need representation right. and people to actually get to those demographics that don't have access to all the, all the information yeah, and technology. I had a crazy, I did a live stream last week uh, you guys can check it out. I think it was uh, Off the Chain, episode 14. Okay. And I had a guy, I actually know, I met him out in Vegas, and uh, he called in. 
and we talked for an hour and a half. Normally, I have people call in. It's just different people, but I did mm-hmm. it at the last minute, so I wasn't expecting a lot of people anyway, but he called in. We talked for an hour and a half. He's an ex-convict. Actually, is an actual blood. He's a, a, a actual Don Lowe. Was he giving like, Was he giving you shit about like your logo no, no, or when anything? I met him in, when I met him in Vegas, he was like, "What's What's going on, blood?" I'm like, "What's going on, man?" Because people say blood to me all the time. He's like, "Yeah, man. You know, I, ch- I check your stuff out, man. You know, I'm really into this crypto stuff. I, you know, I, I did 13 years in the pen. Da, 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 da. I'm a real Don Lowe." I was like, okay, that's what's up, man. I'm like, I'm not a real blood, you know. That's my name, Crypto Blood. <laughs> Just going to put that the, out there right you get the beginning. The, you know, he's like, oh, I know, I already know that, I already know. But yeah, man, I like your stuff. And then he's a very smart guy. He spent, like I said, 13 years. And he, he's very knowledgeable. And uh, we just talked for an hour and a half, man, and, and about crypto, about race relations, and how it, you should check it out. It was, it was really profound. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. I would it love definitely to. needs to be talked about. For sure, for sure. Cool. All right, well, I think we've got our listeners up on all your, you know, all your different outlets. You have how many? You have, like, you do live streams, mm-hmm. My Two Satoshis, which is your daily news, mm-hmm. and then what's the third? Kicking It Session. Kicking That's when session. I interview okay. people. Interview. Okay. Yeah, and you had Max was your last one? Max, man. Yeah. We didn't talk yeah. about Max, but... We didn't get too far, but you can... Bring it up now. You yeah, got to tour so, the city with him. Yeah, I know Detroit and Bruce. So I'm like, Bruce, I got somebody important coming in. Yeah. I want you to show him some love. So uh, I actually went on the tour with them. That was fun doing that again. Uh, but no, Max Kaiser, man, that guy is something else. Like, I like to see white dudes that um, have empathy for the minority uh, mm-hmm. group, right? Um because they don't have to, you know, and I don't expect them to because they don't live our, through our shoes and our lens, right? So, but he does, he understands that. He's been telling black communities that they need to get into this Bitcoin, I think since 2012. 12 or 13, he said, yeah. Yeah, so it's And he's, crazy. Re- uh, remind our listeners his background. His so Max is an ex-Wall Street guy. Mm-hmm. I think he traded bonds, I believe, but he has a huge... Uh, following and he has a show on rt america it's not actually rt america he told me that it's just rt oh, rt okay. russian television it's on cable but he's been on there for 10 years now mm-hmm. it's called and he the gets, kaiser report right and he gets called into other bigger doesn't he get called into like cnn and yeah cnbc no, he doesn't they won't have him on there oh <laughs> no. he's been on alex jones uh Okay. Oh, Show. get out. Yeah, he used to go oh, on that Alex, would be, he used that to go would on Alex Jones' uh, site. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, so Max is big, though. He's he's really big. He knows his stuff. And I've been following him maybe since 2013, mm-hmm. 12, about 12, two, 2012. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. So I met him down in uh, Miami a few years ago at the International Bitcoin Conference, and uh, it's been cool since. Yeah. Yeah, so he hit me up like, hey, I want to come to Detroit, set it up. I'm like, I also find it really, it was really genuine that Max and Stacy were so kind of naive about Detroit, but were cool about talking in that way. Like Stacy wanted, we we spoke to her after and we want to get her on the show and she was, you know, very into it. But she was just like, I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't, you know, look in the media and go, oh, yeah, come back city. She said, I still had, like, the idea that Detroit was really, really rough. And she goes, and it's not to say that it isn't. 
you know, but she goes, I've just had an amazing time and I want to come back. And it was just was really so warm and job. really great. I, yeah, I, yeah, you did. I, I, you wanted definitely that, did. I wanted that. I didn't even know they had never been here, but I was just like trying to lay the whole platter out for them. So I'm right. like, stay at the Shinola Hotel. Sure. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's y'all vibe. I already right. see that. So they stayed there. They got to go to Ingrid's um, the art gallery, art gallery yeah. the next day. Did the Detroit Bruce tour with them. So, yeah, they liked it. They'll be back. We'll be doing something. Possibly, actually, he reached out to me last week. He wants to do something in Dearborn. Nice. Because okay. the Arab community, he has a huge Arab following. Oh, wow. Al Jazeera TV. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So we, we might be uh, doing something. Dearborn. I have a friend that works at the Arab American Museum. I may need to talk to you. We were that would be great. More venue. That would be great. All right, so once again, thank you for coming on to the show. At the end of every episode, yes. we ask our uh, guests for music questions, right? Okay. So you had already said you produce music, which is yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, you do some requests on your side. Absolutely. That's yeah, yeah I do. Do you, yeah, okay, so uh, this will be a wild card. What, what's the most uh, obscure request you've gotten on your show? Oh man, I get so many. I I, I can't even. Because you have like ten thousand some subscribers, right? Yeah, ten thousand. Amazing! Things. Congratulations um, on that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, God, I don't even. Oh well, one I can remember because okay. it's fairly recent. I don't know what kind of genre of music it is, but it was like some, not techno, but like it was weird, man. Like <laughs> was emo. that Moonbaton? <laughs> like Moonbaton? It, it was almost like some type of game type of vibe mm. it was weird it was like all in the background i'm like it was right, just man. noise i'm like all right man i'm playing it you know you asked for it so okay. i can't remember the name the artist or anything like that but <laughs> so people are, people are i've gotten country music sure yeah. i've gotten country music every once sure. in a while uh, but yeah. mostly i'm so shocked because my demographic is actually white males okay right Okay. Man, they pick some good hip hop joints. Yeah, they do. There's been a few threads on even crypto Twitter where, first of all, crypto Twitter is obsessed with Drake. Really? I told they were looking for a DJ for Vegas or something, and I was like, you know, I'm down to DJ like any crypto conference or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the guy like hit me up for mixes and said, I hope you have a ton of Drake. I'm not the biggest Drake fan. Me either. Cheers. We have yeah. something in common. Yeah. <laughs> Dap it up. Yeah. Um, so when he said He's talented, that, talented, but ain't just annoying. Thank yeah. you. So when he said that, I was like, "Well, I mean, I do, but it's not really what I'd be down to play." Um, but anyway, some of those threads, and they will definitely tap into Detroit, like good old Jeff Mill. Like some people, their techno and house knowledge is through the roof. It's it's impressive sometimes. Nice. Right? Nice. All right, so you have, let's just use Max, for instance. Max, you go pick him up from the airport, bring him into the city. Uh, what's what's the first song or album you're playing him that just screams Detroit? Oh, I didn't pick him up. They came in. Okay, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, you're walking around know. with him. Okay. I don't know. A don't song know. or an album that just, you're from that, here. That he, that he would like? No, or, or that, that you I'm, would play him. That you would play him and you would be like, this is Detroit to me. It wouldn't be Eminem. Sorry. You don't have to apologize for I'm that. Sorry. I love Eminem. He's talented, but I they nope. it wouldn't be Eminem. Um I would have to do something ignorant like uh 
Blade Ice Wood. That's, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Hey. Blade said what up. Hey. You know? Blade said what up. Yeah, I'm going to play some. We should have had a video just because we did that. I know. <laughs> yep, see, you, you're missing all of this stuff. <laughs> right. But I will say this. I, you're, I'm surprised you're the, actually the first one that has done, like, good Detroit hood hip-hop, like, rap. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's what's um, I DJed in uh, gentlemen's clubs for years, both okay. King of Diamonds and Crazy Horse. Okay. So, Made West, <laughs> KDZ. Yeah, KDZ. All yeah. of them. Yeah. All of them. I mean, I'm loving the Sada Baby. He's a character. You know what? He's a good entertainer. I That's like him. What, hey, look. You know, it's funny. My, my sister was just telling me, she was like, you got to get on Sada Baby. And I was like, okay. I'll start listening. I'm like, okay. He's a true entertainer. Yeah. T. Grizzly got a good... I mean, he's T, doing T. the... T. Grizzly's good, too. No, he's, he's doing good. the Detroit sound justice. No, he is. He you know? absolutely yeah. is. But no, that's a great that's a great response. I liked it. Uh, what was the best live show you've ever seen? Meaning music Me or music, music. music show? It can be a group single. Uh, Do you get out and see a lot of live, live shows? I don't. I don't because the, the the type of rap I like, I I actually don't like the crowd that's of the type of rap I like. What kind? What is the type of rap you like? I mean, hood, Jeezy. Yeah. Uh, okay. You yeah. know, I'm real. I'm a gigantic Gucci Mane fan. So. Gucci, I love <laughs> Gucci, Jeezy. <laughs> like, you know, I love okay. them. But I don't. The crowd a little bit too yeah. rowdy for me. So I, I don't. I don't haven't gone to any concerts in a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Do you get out to any of the Detroit festivals? Like we just had the Jazz Fest yeah, not too long I ago. The, I did come down for the Jazz Fest. Oh, nice. I'm a huge jazz. There you go. So what's yeah? What's your best? I took my daughter and my wife down, so we didn't go. We just went to get elephant ears. Okay, okay, okay. Just to get the vibe and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I like like George Benson. There you go. There you go. You know, I like Boney James. Okay. I like a lot of jazz actually. Nice. Contemporary jazz. I like I like the direction that went. Yes. Because I think we get a lot of good jazz here in Detroit. Fortunately, yeah, a lot of good shows. On Saturday. I was bummed. I was bummed that I saw that after the fact. Yeah, I went to school in New Orleans, but I, I, they actually played two nights, and uh, well, they played Friday night and Saturday during the day. There was mm -hmm. a lot of New Orleans, Detroit yeah, acts. New Orleans, Detroit nice kind of stuff going on. So super great. But yeah. All right. So do you know the uh, standard old school question of like you can only take ten seat albums to the stranded island for the rest of your life? Mm -mm. Never heard that one? No. Mm -mm. Okay. I feel like you've been on music sites somewhere. No, no but I've been... Uh... So you can pretend that you end up on a stranded island and you have ten albums in your backpack. And that's it. No streaming, no no big original iPod, okay. 256 Does all gigabytes. eyes on me count as two? No, that's disc. one. But that's not even the question I'm gonna ask. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I'm what gonna, I I'm because trying to put no 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 because now. what I would not do to anybody is have them tell me all ten on the spot because that's yeah, a, that's tough. That's a tough one, right? That's tough. I, um, I could almost do it, but that's a tough. One. Yeah. So what would be one album though that would uh, surprise us or be kind of left of center? Yeah. I mean, Ooh. Yeah. Green Day. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Which one? Dookie. Uh, Dookie. Dookie. Yeah. Yes. You gotta. You got I, I, I threw a curveball on you, didn't I? No, that one, I think okay. it's amazing. All right. I'll never forget doing, like, random garage band with uh, our last guest, Dwelly. It was, we were at his house. And I want to say... Yeah. I, I used to do his website. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah, there you go. Website. He was our guest last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Our last episode. Yeah. I'm uh, good friends with his ex-manager. Nice. Oh, wow. Got gotcha. you. Cool. 
All right. So we would do garage band or whatever, and or we would just do random karaoke. And Green Day came on, and every like Green Day and that whole area genre. The kinda, 90s, yeah, the uh, '90s, like po- they called it post-punk. I think okay, okay. kind of that whole, but everybody knew the lyrics to everything, and it was amazing. <laughs> Made me really happy. Yeah, I was a, as a young one. Uh, Green Day, Dookie, uh, that was a great. Yeah, one. Uh, I got into the alternative rock perfect movement for a minute. Yeah, for like, I like a it. Year or two. Got your headphones on. What were you listening? Uh, it could have been a podcast or or maybe some talking, some news. But what was the last thing you listened to on your way in? Uh, audio book. Oh, okay. Yeah, audio book. What yeah. book? Um, it was called... Um, Put Us Up it's on a, it's Game. A, it's a... Uh, oh, I'm into quantum physics, too, so... Oh, God. I'm a nerd when, when it comes to that stuff. We need, like, a nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, you do. It was... Uh, tell you guys really quickly. I like all your suggestions. You've already given us one book that... Uh... Reality is not what it seems. Our introduction called reality. Yeah. So that's that's the last book I was reading. Wow. Or listening to. Or yeah. listening to. I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's a quantum physics. I think that's great. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. So once again, thank you for coming. Yes, we want to remind all our listeners uh, to subscribe, share, review Ladies Love Crypto on all your podcast listening sites. Uh, we're also looking for local sponsors. So you, if your company would like to work with Ladies Love Crypto, please feel free to reach out and tell your friends about us. Absolutely. So I guess we're signing off. Signing off. Peace, everybody.
to the show, because on the low key, too many haters in my mix, so I'm going slowly. These niggas know me, no need to act phony. The wrist froze up, but the first keep me toasty. And that's where it's how we I will bind this bitch, so she feeling frisky. Give me bitch, go and get it. I ain't feeling picky. Burn a witch at the stake with a shot of whiskey. Like, bind that bitch, 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 bitch, You try to get your trifle, 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 you
see you niggas hating, getting money. I see you niggas hating. Boss your life up, boss your life up, boss your life up, boss your life up. Pulling bitches, I see you niggas hating. Fucking bitches, I see you niggas hating. Boss your life up, boss your life up, boss your life up, boss your life up. Boss up, boss up, boss up.
Did you 